Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. Thank you for downloading today's episode of the Racers and Rental Cars podcast, brought to you in part by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by Motion Raceworks for all your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, visit MotionRaceworks.com today. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hello, Don. Dude, it seems like we've been doing this all day. I know, it kind of does. Yeah, we're like on episode 900. It seems like it, but none, none is more important than this episode right here because with everything that's going on with the Corona, the Rona, the virus, the COVID-19, the vid-19, and all the other hashtags that I have seen in the last four weeks uh, that I still don't understand how the uh, follow adder is uh, taking care of all that. But nonetheless, this one is going to be about racing, my friend. racing because we've talked about it in the past. We had to do the smart thing and get an expert because neither one of us, you included, you definitely included. I don't even have an Xbox. <laughs> well, your ass fried a MacBook like week six in this deal. And I've had to run all of the technical side over here. And then you think it gives you room to make fun of me and yeah. call me technical difficulty Don, which that's fine. TD Don. I'm telling you, hashtag TD Don, we can get that done. Well, here it is. I, I you know, since it's the iRacing special, I've got my Rona and uh the bottle form and i'm ready to listen i'm excited that's the, all i have to say is this this episode is probably going to cost me some cash <laughs> well I, if your marketing skills are any good maybe you can get it funded i have no idea nonetheless i mean maybe jr and sean can do that kind of stuff but i definitely can't i mean i think they got trd over there i mean i will give it to sean and jr they both had their mac tools out you know, while they were assembling their sim rigs. So that was good for content. Way to go. For Hell Mac yeah, they did. That was cool. Way to go for Mac tools. But no, folks, uh, we're bringing in on the hot mic right there on the iRacing expert. Some of you may recognize his name, uh, but maybe not and for the voice and voice. Yes. But maybe not for the reason why we've got him on the show today. We're bringing in Mr. Jason Galvin, NHRA announcer and extraordinaire of the iRacing <laughs> venues. Mr. Wow. Galvin, how are you doing? 
Wow. Extraordinaire, man. That's uh, that's some heavy pressure you two just put on me right there. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for this now. Well, <laughs> we're looking at, you know, we say I mean, pressure. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just interested in seeing if it works with super Nintendo. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, no quick episode guys. Thanks for having me. Damn right. it. Let me know. Let me know when the check will be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to motion race works and LB trailers for being a part of tonight's episode. And, uh, please send all your customer comments to hate mail at hate racers and rental cars.com. And don't forget to buy a t-shirt. We'll see you next week. Uh, no, Mr. Galvin. Thank you for taking some time out of your extremely open schedule based on the fact that we're, <laughs> that we're not racing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, sorry for that. Uh, my ske- right. my ske- uh, trust me, between Cam, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Cam out of the three of us has the most open schedule out of, out of any of us because, oh, yeah. yeah, because he's figured out that he has time to play flip cup on his iPhone instead <laughs> instead of freaking doing work for the podcast. There's an app for that. That's a that's a dumb question, but there's an app for that. Oh yeah, there's an app for that. No, it's on iTunes, man. I'm telling you. See, it's can, we play, can we play heads up? Should I download yeah. it right now? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. No, you don't even have to download it. It's in like go on like the little extra icons. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's called Cup Pong. Okay. Cup Pong. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. played Cup Pong. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, see I'm over, I'm a, I'm over here just going trying to scroll through my Rolodex to see if I'm open and yeah, I'm open. Yeah. Doing you're now open. And- uh-huh. I <laughs> <eternity>. <laughs> yeah. Whenever this ends. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Well, Jason, Cam and I, for the past few weeks have been talking prior and, and, and we really have, we have made mention of it week after week. Oh, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I think I brought it to Cam's attention first and foremost after PRI this year, I had, um, I sat in on one of the seminars. Alex Striller actually had Jim Beaver and a few other Matt Martelli, who have both been guests on the on the podcast, uh, had them on a panel for marketing and motorsports, and they had an individual on there that's part of Team Red Bull, and it, he was involved in iRacing. racing, and they started throwing around doing having the the opportunity to make, you know, six, you know, six figure checks, purses and so forth. And it's in iRacing, the sim racing world. And I'm sitting in the audience with my wife and I'm like, I turned and looked at her and I went, Oh, we got to get into this. You're like, duh. Exactly. (laughs) Money. Yes. And I, we went to dinner that same night and I told my owner, I'm like, we've got to get involved in sim racing. And I've just steadily been doing research, but I will tell you that where I got hung up at is the equipment and what level of equipment and the cost investment of the equipment to be competitive, to be out here. And so uh, I appreciate you reaching out to me after you saw my post about, you know, trying to simplify a lot of these questions and concerns that us drag racers Right. Mainly because the circle track guys have it on there. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't have drag racing for the sim world, but these iRacing guys. Yeah. 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 Did you see that though? The like I saw it on, I don't know, like capital sports report thing or whatever. Somebody posted today and it was like, uh, iRacing, are you going to have drag racing? And they're like, no, next question. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah. No, we're we're totally going to have to figure that out. We're going to get, we have to get somebody involved. 
Maybe Jason's got the inside track on that. So, so there's, there's there's a few people knocking on doors. There you, you know? go. It, it's a ways away, but there's a few people, you know, well, that, it's not like there's a deal or anything, but there's some people knocking on doors. Well, Jason, sure. we, we typically let people just take off and run their elevator pitch. And let's just start this as a conversation, because I think it's something that our listeners want to know, you know, starting out because it is a big thing because we're not racing right now. Um, right. So just. Give us your pitch and then take off and educate us a little bit about the iRacing world. Yeah, I mean, uh, I look, iRacing is a, uh, you know, as long as you're not, um, you know, uh, streaming and, you know, not cognizant of the words that are coming out of your mouth. It's an it's an incredibly <laughs> uh, it's an incredibly <laughs> valuable asset. Uh, to, to a lot of people, you know, and um, uh, and, and and it's interesting. I'll I'll, I'll touch on. Um, you know, for, for as big of a story as the Kyle Larson deal has become recently, uh, it's easy to forget that not even two weeks ago, Bubba Wallace also lost a real life sponsor, um, over an incident in iRacing and the way that he handled it after on social media, you know, he, he, he didn't lose it because of something he did in iRacing. He lost it because after, you know, he went after people on social media, uh, who were accusing him of, you know, being a, a quitter and a poor sport and whatnot. And, um, and, and that didn't sit well with the sponsors. So, you know, I guess that's just kind of a, a life lesson of if you're, you know, a professional athlete as race car drivers are, and, and you know, this applies for, for both of you really as people who make money in, in the sport driving cars. But if, if you're going to represent a company, then if the mic is on, then you better be cognizant of what you're saying, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, that stuff aside, <laughs> yeah, oh, right. I don't check that, that stuff aside. Um, it is an incredibly invaluable tool um, that that race fans and drivers now have at their fingertips. And, you know, not even 10 years ago, 11 years ago, in order to get real legitimate simulator experience, you had to drive for a factory team that had a big, expensive simulator. And and there was a, a game, NASCAR Racing 2003 season. It was the last true NASCAR sim on the computer before console gaming took off and uh, Electronic Arts, which is like the Madden video games, bought the NASCAR license and made it console only. And then they made a really terrible computer. It was a game, right? It's a big difference, game versus sim. Uh, and a lot of people struggle with that, don't understand why sim racers uh, get, you know, kind of so bent up over the difference between game versus sim, right? So the electronic arts games were, were games. You raced against the computer. You could race against people online, but you still had computer cars. You know, if you ran smack into the door of somebody, it kind of spun them out. You're at Daytona in a NASCAR. You hit the wall at 200 miles an hour, turn around, pull a gear like Days of Thunder, and off you go. <laughs> that, that's not realistic. NASCAR Racing 2003 was the last of a, a run of Sims from a company called Papyrus that went out of business. And Sierra was another company in there that worked with them uh, that went out of business eventually when they lost the NASCAR license, which was of no fault of their own. That They created Sims. So, yeah, you could race the computer and you could set the settings to do just what I talked about. But you could also set it to where the only other people on the track were people you raced online. And this is we're talking 2002, 2003. Like we're in the infancy of internet gaming at this point. Um, so isn't and, that and, when like the AOL lightning bolt was yeah. across? Like, I mean, literally, I was damn. racing on I was racing on dial-up internet with my keyboard as my steering wheel and throttle and brake back then. Wow. Um, and but guys like Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Martin Truex, who were still super young in the early twenties, were racing. They had a, a league called Dirty Mo Posse DMP. It's been on their like Cup and Xfinity nationwide back then. Bush Series cars. Um, you know, over the years and, 
uh, like TJ Majors, who is a spotter. Uh, and I got to check now, but I want to say he's Joey Logano's spotter yep. now. Um, and, and, and one point was, was Dale Jr. spotter. Oh. Uh, Dale Jr. found TJ Majors in that Dirty Mo Posse Racing League on NASCAR Racing 03. They raced against each other. He liked how he raced. He had him spot for him a couple times in races online and went, I kind of like you. You want to come spot for me in real life? And TJ Majors was like, this is like a real wow. life you know, proposition. So, so, I mean, sim racing has roots that, that go back a long, long time before I racing and in the last couple of years and whatnot. Um, but until I racing came along, you know, so, so papyrus and Sierra went out of business. Um, but there was, there was a market for that product. And, um, John Henry who owns the Boston Red Sox and is a, a investor in Roush Fenway racing with Jack Rouse and NASCAR came along and I racing is a, a company that's based up out of the Northeast and in the Boston area and um, New, the New England area. And John Henry, obviously being from up there, it was an avid sim racing fan. It turns out um, he came in and uh, kind of played shark tank and invested a bunch of cash into the group that had produced the NASCAR racing 03 series. They were smart enough to uh, keep the rights to the, the code um, for the, for the sim. So they had a base already to work off of. John Henry gave them the cash to be able to invest in new technology to buy licenses for other cars and other tracks. And they built what is what turned into iRacing. And it launched in uh, 2008. At the time, I was uh, in my infancy as an announcer. I was fresh out of high school announcing Irwindale Speedway. And Irwindale Speedway was one of, uh, I, I mean, I want to call it a dozen tracks that came out with iRacing when it was released, road courses and asphalt tracks. Dirt is a very new revelation. Most people don't realize that because they're new to iRacing, but dirt has only been around for like three or four years now, dirt, dirt style racing. It was only asphalt stuff before that. And um, uh, I, I, the iRacing deal, I remember when they came to tracks and they were looking for tracks to you know become partners with them was, was an exciting deal for, you know, for me back then as, as a young you know, I, I was just out of high school. I really liked racing. Um, I was never in a spot growing up where I could I could race physically myself, but always wanted to. And um, it provided an opportunity to race at the track that I announced at every week. Thirty weeks out of the year, I'm announcing super late models and legend cars, and and then I can go home and do it. You know, against my buddies. You know, and so it took off real big for us then because a bunch of us, you know, it's fifteen or twenty of us from Irwindale who went and set up accounts and, you know, bought, bought the equipment. And at the time the equipment was very rudimentary. You know, you didn't, you didn't need a lot in 2008 to be competitive on iRacing like you do now. There was no professional iRacers in 2008, 2009. And, um, and, and we had fun with it and, but it's been fun, you know, for me since I've been in, since, you know, the, the ground floor inception, you know, literally week two of iRacing being public, it's been fun for me to watch this, you know, kind of gradual uh, succession and, and growth of yeah, especially you being at the right you know, the ground floor like you've that's that's cool yeah and then the last i mean the last month has just been insane you know and, and believe me there's plenty of hardcore devoted old school i racers uh, are they just hating who, it they yeah there's plenty <laughs> of them who don't like it because you know and and i've really honestly tried to, <clears throat> to keep a positive attitude and be helpful with the some of the facebook groups and online forums and stuff um because to, to me you know, I look at it uh, just like I look at the sport that we love in, in NHRA, right? And if I have an opportunity to introduce somebody new to it and help grow, that that can only be a good thing, right? Um, and and we talked about, right? We want drag racing and iRacing, right? Well, what's a good way to get drag racing in there? Have them be cash flush enough 
to say, okay, we, you know, we can hire more people to work on, on, you know, creating drag racing or whatever sport, you know, pick your, pick your style of sport that might not be in there. Right. Um, so to me, I see more people as, as, as a really, you know, amazing, positive thing. And, um, and I know a lot of people that are, you know, of that mindset and trying to help as well, but there's certainly been, you know, I've been in plenty of races the last couple of weeks where, um, you know, uh, I racing when you join the, you know, and we can get into the different types of racing you can do, but, you know, you can run league races, you can run what they call hosted races, which is literally like, I could just go jump on the rig right now, pick a car in a track, fire up a session, make it password protected or open to the public and anybody can join. Right. And then, uh, and then there's what they call official races, which is how their license system works. And they run on a set schedule, the cars, you, they run the same track every week and they run 12 week seasons and there's championships and awards and stuff. And, um, you know, I've been in plenty of official races where they rank you based on uh, a metric called your I rating, which is basically your skill level at that particular discipline. And uh, I've been in plenty of races where my I rating before would have had me as like the 14th or 15th car in what they call the top split. So the highest strength race. Mm -hmm. And I'm now like, uh, you know, I'm the number one car and <laughs> And, and the number 22 car, I'll go look up after the, the race. And it's like, oh, I've been a member since uh, six hours ago. <laughs> so that, <laughs> you know? that's, yeah. Okay. And, and that frustrates some people because, um, you know, iRacing, it, it is, it is where I go back to the difference between a game and a sim, right? Um, it is real racing. Yes, it is fake cars. It is on a computer. Um, if I crash somebody and they barrel roll into the catch fence, nobody dies and it does not cost me tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix the race cars. Absolutely. But uh, there is uh, what they call a sporting code. It's a rule book. It's just like the rule book we all sign as NHRA members. There is uh, a code of discipline. There are things you cannot do. There are things you cannot say. Hence, Kyle Larson getting suspended by iRacing for what he said. Um, so there is, is a you know, there is a there way is. that you can just get, like, you know, it's six hours, right? This guy just signed up. Yeah. Right. And then can he race you or like race? Kyle it, depends. it depends. It depends on what races Kyle Larson and I are in. Right. Oh, okay. uh, people like Kyle Larson and I, you know, I, so, so uh, I have the highest level licenses in all four disciplines. So there's, there's asphalt oval, asphalt road racing, there's dirt oval and dirt road racing. So, and they're all locked together. It doesn't break down any farther than that. So asphalt oval is everything from, legend cars at Irwindale Speedway and Thompson and South Boston to NASCAR cup cars at Daytona and California Speedway and Texas to Indy cars at Gateway and Motegi and Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, there is, and a bunch of stuff in between. I mean, a right. bunch of stuff. You go to iRacing.com, you see the whole list of everything they have. We could talk about, you know, my favorites and whatnot here and there. You guys can ask questions about them here, but uh, you know, and then, and then so road course asphalt is, uh, I mean, you talk about diversity, road course, asphalt screams diversity. So that's um, uh, that's Indy cars on a road course. That's Formula three. That's Formula one. That's uh, uh, LMP one Lamaze style cars. It's Daytona prototype cars. That's uh, BMW GT three cars. That's um, spec racer Fords that they run at SCCA races at, you know, Willow Springs and Virginia Motorsports Park. I mean, it is a vast, diverse group on asphalt road and there's dirt oval pretty simple right it's basically sprint cars and, and late models there's a modified and a street stock but it's mostly 
uh, wing, winged and wingless sprint cars and late models. And then there's Dirt Road, which is the smallest group. And all that is is uh, Lucas Oil Series off-road trucks, Pro 2 and Pro 4, and um, rallycross cars, like what used to be Global Rallycross in the United States. So um, those, are the, those are the different breakdowns of them. And, and then there's license levels in each. So you start as a rookie, and then it's D, C, B, and A. And there's two ways to advance. For that? You have to pay for cars and tracks. So your basic subscription, um, if you go to iRacing.com and, and sign up, I think they run pretty much year-round of 50% off uh, first-time memberships. Um, so it ends up being, it's like 60 bucks roughly for your first year. And it comes with um, a certain amount of tracks. So let me go. Let me go to iRacing.com and pull up the, the, the tracks and cars. So it, it's enough to get you started, right? Okay. I'm um, going to ask a lot of dumb questions. That's okay. Because I've There's never... no such thing as a dumb question when you, when you don't know, you know, when you're learning something. Because yeah, I've never been a, like, to be honest, like, I've never been a gamer. Like, I was joking, like, oh, yeah, Super Nintendo. Like, literally, like, I, I think I had PlayStation 1 and, like, that was it. Like, I... So when I ask like, oh, well, you're like the Antichrist for a 20 something. You know that, right? I, I know. I know. I know. But I'm kids because I'm in my 30s now. It's my mid 30s. Oh, 30, that's true. Yeah. 35. Ouch. Yeah. OK. Anyway. Um, but like, I mean, I'm thinking like, when I Don first, shaking his head yeah, when, when I when <laughs> I've been drag racing this, for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. When I first saw this stuff, to be honest with you, like I was like, dude, like I'm no like Gran Turismo. Like I don't not going to like go argue with some 12 year old kid on, on Xbox or something like that. Sure. And, and then I start to hear like that, which is cool, which is why we're psyched to have you. Cause like, I mean, this is kind of open me opening me up into like this whole world of like, Oh shit. Like this is like legit, you know, like, right. so this isn't like grand theft auto kind of not at all esque type of thing. So no, in fact, there's, in fact, there's very real consequences to uh, driving like an idiot. Um, okay. You know, uh, I, I full disclosure, I, I have been I've been suspended from the service before uh, many years ago when I was not uh, at the level that I am now as far as the leagues that I run with. And it goes back to kind of, you know, who you represent and what you represent, you know, r- real, real sponsorship to play a video game, so to speak, level that, I, that I'm at and some of my friends are at now. You know, there, there were times where, you know, I would retaliate at somebody for wrecking me. Um, and, and their wreck was very clearly an accident or them just making a bonehead move. And mine was very clearly not. And, uh, and it resulted in me taking a couple day break from the service, you know? Um, so you you can't like drive backwards and, you know, screw you. That's a, that's a good, that's a good way to get yourself banned forever. And you do not get a refund. It's very clearly in the sporting code. So, gotcha. I mean, you can do that in like, if you again, if you want to, you know, go create your a buddy hosted, mode or whatever. Yeah, you want to go create a hosted race and have your buddies come in. You can do whatever you want, but in like official scored races, you cannot do that type of stuff. So here, real quick, so you asked about things that it comes with, right? So here's your base uh, subscription to iRacing. You get um, pretty much every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Truck car that they've had in the past. So that's not the current year's cars. Uh, but, but you get the truck from a couple of years ago, the, uh, Xfinity and, uh, cup cars from a couple of years ago. Uh, you get a legends car, you get a asphalt street stock that comes with it. Um, and then you get, uh, on the road course side of things, you get a uh, Mazda MX five cup car, like the SCCA series cup cars. 
Um, you get uh, a couple of older, like what used to be the Continental Tire Sports Car Series. So like there's the, the Kia that ran in there. Um, there's a, a, a Pontiac Solstice that used to run SCCA stuff way back. Obviously, Pontiac's been gone for a while. The Cadillac CTSV, um, you know, Continental Tire car is on there. That's a really fun car to drive. There's an old V8 supercar. They have the new ones on there now, much like NASCAR supercars came out with a new car a couple of years ago. But you get the old one for free right off the bat. Um, you get a, a couple of open wheel cars, uh, old, the old Indy cars. So the IR05, which was the Indy car up until 2012, and then the DW12, which uh, was their most recent car until the, the car that came out two years ago. On the dirt side of things, you get a dirt legend and a dirt street stock. So it's kind of like going to your local track and starting new. Uh, you get a couple of prototypes. Um, you get the Spec Racer Ford, uh, which is an SCCA car. You get the Radical, which is a really popular car um, over in Europe as far as road racing goes. And then you get a Rallycross car. And that's enough to get you started at the base level of, of every series in iRacing. And then there's a bunch of tracks that you get too. Um, so all of the rookie level cars and tracks are free stuff. You don't have to buy a car or a track to run for like rookie championships. But as you move up, that's when you got to start buying a, a car, a couple tracks, um, and 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 the the price definitely adds up for that. I'll say, you what know, like how much does that cost? So one time fee on cars and tracks, and it's anywhere from ten to twenty dollars each. And okay. if you buy three or four of them at once, you know I I don't know the exact because I, I own every car and every track, so I get a thirty percent discount off of anything that comes out from here on out because I'm what they call a hundred percent membership club. So okay. I don't know what the discounts are for other stuff, but there are discounts that can be applied if you buy, you know, uh, in bulk, so to speak, as far as cars and tracks go. So there's yeah. ways to, to, you know, buy stuff in mass and save some money. When you buy one of these cars and like, as you get better, like, you know, here, here's Cameron or Don coming in. Like we don't know shit about Shinola and sure. we come in and I buy all this stuff. And then it's like, I'm racing some jalopy versus you. Like, how do you, it is like when you go to like the arcade or whatever, it's like, Oh, well I beat this guy. So I get extra points and I get like, do I get better right. tires? Like, is that a thing in this or no? No, no, but they do have a scoring system. So we talked about licensing and leveling up. Right. Right. Um, and, and so there's rookie and then DC, B and A, and then there's a pro license. Okay. Um, and, uh, it, and so there's two different things that I racing keeps track of. One thing is called your safety rating. Your safety rating, it has nothing to do with how, how competitive you are and has everything to do with your ability to control the race car, to not cause incidents, to not be a menace on the track. Um, there are plenty of times where your safety rating is negatively impacted by other people. And that's just kind of those, it is what it is deal like real racing, right? Um, if you two are going down the drag strip and the guy in the other lane, you know, drives it to the middle of the track and keeps chasing it and comes across and hits you, you know, tough, tough crap. Right. Um, right. and so there's, you know, a similar, similar kind of thought process here. Um, but you know, so safety rating is something that's tracked, um, and, and it, and it's in point levels and you get a pretty big swing, um, you know, from it, it, it counts in hundreds of points. So, you, you know, if you're at 2.05, and you have a really good race, then it could bump you up to 2.22. If you have a bad race, it could drop you all the way to like 1.5. And um, if you fall, if you fall low enough on a safety rating, it puts you at risk of being demoted in license class, different which, level. which right. yeah, dropping you down okay. to a lower license. And and conversely, if you get your safety rating high enough, it promotes you to the next class. 
So okay. if you get it above 4.0 and you've run at least four races in your current license class, then it will bump you up automatically. If you get it above 3.0 and you run at least four races, and then at the end of the 12 week season, they will auto promote you. So, and it's fairly easy to build your, your safety rating up. So safety rating is calculated based on incident points times number of corners completed in a race, right? So if you run a 200 lap race at Daytona you, you're, and don't get a single incident point, your safety rating is going to go through the roof. You know, conversely, if you only run a 20 lap race somewhere and you get 18 incident points, it's going to plummet. And okay, so that's race. how like Langdon and Rabilis and all the, like these guys are like in these bigger races, right? Cause well, they... so the bigger races that they're running are all like hosted stuff. Now, now, oh, like, Mark, okay. now I, don't, I haven't, I could pull up Sean and like Jr. you know, I know Ron caps is, is pretty maxed out on his stuff. I think Rabilis is too, but Mark's been doing it for a lot longer than those guys. Um, right. you know, and, and it's, there's a, there is a path and a quick path, especially if you're willing to spend the money on cars and tracks up front to, mm-hmm getting right to an A level and being able to run like the, the cup cars with the, with the big guys and stuff. I mean, there's is definitely it a level a quick playing, path to that. Is it a level playing field when you're excellent question when you like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm the rookie guy, but you know, the, you've excellent been racing question. forever. <laughs> like, excellent question. I, so how do I, there's beat you? <laughs> in, in, in most series, and I shouldn't say most in probably half the series, there are two different options to run. There's an open series and a fixed series. Uh, this is we're talking in the official stuff. And when you run in private stuff, you can set it up however you want. You know, so, for instance, um, I'm looking over here right now and uh, we'll see. I don't know if I'm on, but we'll we'll turn this. So you can see my side monitor on my other computer. But this is the iRacing uh, screen as far as like picking your race and whatnot. And uh-huh. um, let me just flip the camera around here. You guys can see this. So you see what I'm looking at here. So this is the screen where I would select what race I want to run in. These over here on the left are all the different series. This is the tracks they're at in the sessions and the green wheel allows me to register for them. So this is the bottom of, of the list, which is all the A-class stuff. And so here's where you can see if I come in right here, for instance, uh, this is the NASCAR Cup Series stuff. So this is what they call A-class NASCAR, which is NASCAR Cup cars. They're at Richmond this week, which is where NASCAR should have been in real life. And uh, this is the open series, which doesn't race for another hour. And this is the fixed setup series, which is that little gray F, right? Whoop, into the camera. That little gray F. Anywhere you see that gray F, like up here, that's a fixed setup series. So that is a uh, setup provided by iRacing that everybody runs. Okay. Everybody in the field gets the same setup. You cannot adjust anything other than your steering wheel offset, which they allow you to do because everybody has different types of wheels and Therefore, the settings are a little different and brake bias, how much brake pressure, you know, is applied when, when you're on the brakes. And again, they allow you to do that because everybody has different brake setups as well. And so some some setups call for really heavy bias and some call for really light bias. So that's the way that you can kind of jump in. If you're not mechanically savvy, you don't know anything about setting up a NASCAR Cup car at Richmond. Right. Everybody in that race starts with the same setup, the, the same amount of fuel four tires and off you go. Right. And, and there's nothing that you can do, um, you know, to change that. And so at that point, it's all about how good of a driver you are. So you ask, like, can you come in right away and compete with, you know, let's say that you started an account and, you know, give you realistically six or eight weeks here to, you know, build your licenses up and whatnot, buy some cars. Let's say that, you know, you've got the funding to, 
to be able to buy everything. You come in and, and, and you build your licenses up really quick and you're really good. And you jump into an A fixed race in, um, in, in the, the premier time slots. And every series has a couple of time slots where um, they get like the most participation. And those are the races that count for the highest amount of points for iRacing's championships as well. And um, you jump into one of those and you get into the top split. Like you've, you've elevated your stats enough to somehow get into the top split on that, right? Right. You could absolutely, in your first race, be in a race with me, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Will Power, Ron Caps, Mark Rebellis, and like eight of the best iRacers in the world and win in your first shot if you have mastered that car, that setup, and that track better than all of us. Absolutely. Like there's nothing that's going to hold you back. Now you jump into an open setup race and you are absolutely screwed. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. I mean, unless, unless you know, one of the pro series drivers who are competing for, you know, literally uh, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars and they have uh, offered you their setup, which they're not doing because they sell those setups for a lot of money after the fact um, that is literally like a side business for those guys is to sell setups after their races are over for the season because the setups change year to year because the track conditions change and whatnot. So Dude, that um, is insane. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so unless you're convincing them to, you know, hand you, hand you one of those, you are going to get destroyed. Like, like you, you would have, you would have better luck waiting for your opponent to cross the finish line with a green light and a clean run and hoping that somehow they fail tech, then you would jumping into, uh, uh, an I race in an open wow. A or B class and thinking you can compete right away. It just does not happen. And, and the setups are super technical. I mean, um, at some point here we can, you know, I'll move over to my rig, which I, I left up and running on purpose and I can load into a car and flip the screen around here and show you guys what it looks like <clears throat> to try to set up one of these cars. You know, every car, um, is laser scanned by I racing that that's, that's where I think, you know, again, the difference between a game and a sim, right? So NASCAR has a video game. Um, you know, there's some rally cross video games. IndyCar and NHRA have had them in the past. The video games are uh, computer software people modeling things based off of guesstimates and some feedback and whatnot. I so this is like way more legit. I racing like, actually laser, drives like a car. Yes, I racing laser scans everything. They laser scan the cars. They laser scan the tracks. It takes them several days sometimes a week plus to do a track. Um, and then it takes them months to build the track or the car. And, and they laser scan it, goes back to their offices in, in New England, and it gets inputted into their system. And, and then it gets modeled correctly. Every part on the car is modeled correctly. And then all the setup stuff is put in there. I mean, there are some things, like it, it is not 100% authentic, realistic, you know, but I would say, um, that it's in the 90th plus percentile. And, and to me, there's no sports video game period, Madden, MLB, NBA, 2k NASCAR heat. That is anywhere close to in the 90th percentile for accuracy on things. And, and so that's why I say it can be a very valuable tool. It was a right. very valuable tool for me when I got into racing. Finally, you know, when I got a professional career going, and um, had an opportunity to jump into, you know, I had not a lot of NHRA people, you know, that, you know, go to national event and announce that, you know, they just know that I, you know, I announce or, you know, whatever, I'm at a divisional, right? But like, they don't know that I used to drive stock cars. And, um, and we had a lot of success really quickly. And I attribute 100% of that 
to my time in iRacing and what it taught me about racing a race car. You know, um, it could not prepare me for putting a helmet and a Hans device on, climbing into a modified with a containment seat, having my belts pulled super tight, having somebody scream at me in my ear, being three wide with 1,500 people in the stands coming down the front straightaway on the last lap. Like it, 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 that is not going to, you know, you know, prepare you for that at all. But what it did prepare me for was um, racing next to people, uh, how to set up a pass, how to be consistent, how to run the same line every lap, how to hit your marks. You're penalized if you don't, you know, like right. the, it's right. not a computer game where, you know, if you screw up a corner three laps in a row, then the computer feels bad for you and they want you to keep playing and have a positive experience. So suddenly, miraculously, all 38 cars in front of you slow down and, you know, you just got two seconds a lap faster when you didn't change anything. Like that doesn't happen in iRacing. You screw up, you screw up. Like that's it. Like if you know you spin and hit the wall, your race is over. Like t- too bad. You spent yeah. two and a half hours running the Indy 500 and you crash on lap 185. Too bad, you know. And and it and it teaches you those things. Um, and and it taught me those things. And and I think because of the way that it forces you to um, think like a real race car driver, and because there's the progression system that there is, and the point system that there is, and the penalties and the enforcement and the you know. Uh, the sporting code that there is. Um, the first time that I put a helmet on in a real stock car, I finished second uh, at a half mile high banked track in a modified. I had to pass cars, um, you know, and never in my life, would, never in my life ever would I have thought that I would have been capable of that. But I, honest to God, put a helmet on the first time went out there in practice. The car owner trusted me and said, run it as hard as you, you know, you think that you can run it. And by my fifth lap, I was running laps that would have qualified me in the middle of the field. And, and that's because I got in the car, pulled up onto the track and everything looked and felt the same to me. My entry points were the same. My throttle pickup points were the same. If the car got loose, it responded the same way. If it got tight, it responded the same way. Um, you know, if somebody passed me, you know, there, there, I had that sense of, you know, speed and speed differences of wreck avoidance, you know, um, that like you, you're, you're going to learn wreck avoidance big time. You're <laughs> eye raising, right? Like you get a lot of practice in wreck avoidance that that might be its most valuable asset is wreck avoidance. Um, you know, and, and I honestly, I, I attribute, you know, I mean, I had a badass car and a great crew chief. Um, and, and I don't got to tell any of you guys, if you don't have good equipment and people know what they're doing, then it'd be the greatest driver in the world. The car's not going anywhere. Right. But I mean, so I had equipment to run well, Hi, Cameron. Uh, I had equipment to run well, but um, but the ability to be that successful right off the bat came from I'm literally at the time it was you know six or seven years of i racing two or three nights a week you know and and to me that's crazy that you have something out there that's available to the general public and you know that accessible. Thank you for downloading today's episode of Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Brought to you by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by MotionRaceworks.com for all of your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, MotionRaceworks.com. Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock, options, 
from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Let's talk about, because we've talked a lot about the ratings and, and Jason, you, you've done a great job of probably scaring people off right now, making it sound way more difficult than it probably is because it's, you know, there are certain requirements and so forth to progress and move I'm forward. But I don't know about you. Do what? <laughs> I'm more intrigued. But here's the like, thing to remember. Here's the thing to remember. The, the ratings and system only apply if you want to compete in the official races for like right. their championships, right. you know, you can, you can jump on, find a league. Okay, let me go to the league page and tell you how many leagues exist in, oh, I, ra- I, in, I, in iRacing. You I'm, know? I'm sure I mean, so you can jump on hundreds of find thousands, a league, find a car and tracks and like-minded people and just have fun. Right. There is plenty of that. It's like going, going to, te- it's like going to test and tune or, or fun, fun Friday nights at a local bracket track. There's just, right. you're just going to have fun. Right. So, there is there is plenty of that to go around to, you know, okay. there, it is not an inclusive environment where it's only for people who want to be super serious, hardcore over the top. You know, I, my goal is to be a professional race car driver. Right. It, it, does it have that ability? Absolutely. If that's what you want out of the sim, you will get that in droves. But it also has the ability to just go have fun to jump into the, there's a testing mode. You can just jump into the car by yourself, any car you own at any track and just go have fun and mess off all by yourself. You can jump into hosted races. You know, I mean, there's 15 right now, there's 14,924 people online iRacing. And if I open the hosted page, there is at least 150 hosted sessions right now. At least. So there's 150 different opportunities. You know, if I want to go run a Pro 2 truck at Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park in Phoenix, I can. If I want to go run a super late model at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, I can. If I want to go run the BMW M8 GTE car at Laguna Seca right now, I can. And, I, you know, those are races where you could just go have fun. You know, I can run a 410 dirt sprint car at Knoxville right now. I can run a super stock at Talladega. Who the hell wants to do that? I don't know. That sounds crazy, but uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I looked at that and went, "Whoa, boy!" See, see my point? I mean, so you can you can mess around. There's a lot of different things you can do on here as well. It, I, it's totally accessible for other people as well. Well, let's get let's get to the point of having fun. So yeah, th- that that you're talking about because we've we've kind of put the proverbial uh, cart in front of the horse. We got to get the horse back around in front of the cart. So. Let's talk to our audience about the fact of what we would need to buy, right? So now, so we're, you know, we're not trying to buy $10,000 rigs. We're not, let's even say, let's say we're not even trying to buy $5,000 rigs. Let's say we want to spend below $3,000. We'd really like to to stay around $2,000. But we need to know what the what the best is, right? And I know this, just this past week, I saw numerous messages in some of the forums about the fact that people wanted to know how many weeks it was going to be before the prices were going to start coming down 
on steering wheels and, and brake pedal kits and so forth because the price had jumped up because everybody was trying to buy them and everybody was getting involved in sim racing and so forth. Sure. So, so let's start off with something simple. Uh, we need we need a solid buy for a pedal kit. What are we buying? So my recommendation for uh, beginner iRacers is the hey, Thrustmaster pen. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> is the uh, Thrustmaster T three hundred setup, and that is a, that's a wheel and pedals, and it comes in a kit, and uh, it's available on Amazon. And my old computer literally just reset, even though I had all these tabs open for you. But it'll take me two seconds to look up here, and you can get a T three hundred from Thrustmaster on Amazon right now for. $350 for the entire setup. Okay. So that takes care of pedals and wheels. All right. And that's a, and that's a quality. Um, there, there's a, a secondary option out there from Logitech called the G29. And both of these setups work on your Xbox and PlayStation too. So, you know, if you have somebody out there who owns one of those and, you know, they decide that iRacing is not for them, then they have the opportunity to easily transfer it over. Logitech makes a setup called a G29. Um, I prefer the Thrustmaster setup for the sole reason of um, it is a um, it is a belt driven setup. So the Logitech setup is gear driven within the wheel, and the Thrustmaster setup is belt driven, which means that uh, all these wheels have force feedback resistance in them. That's kind of how they help you feel the car, right? In a real race car, you feel the car through your ass. Um, in, in iRacing, you feel it through the steering wheel, unless you spend $50,000 on a motion rig, which we're not going to do. So, um, you know, in a, in iRacing, all of your feedback comes through the steering wheel and what they call force feedback. And so the wheel gets heavier or harder to turn. If the car is tight, it gets really free and starts kind of moving on you if the car is loose and otherwise it feels pretty stable and has, you know, a decent weight to it. So the Thrustmaster setup is belt driven that's turning those motors. The the Logitech setup, there's nothing wrong with it. I ran a Logitech G27, which was the precursor to the, what they have now for literally for nine years. And it was, it did me very well. I won a hundred races with it. Um, it, it, it just, I got to the point where I needed to move on to something better, but it's totally a capable setup as well. And both of those setups, you get, you get a steering wheel, it's got buttons on the wheel. You get, you get a three pedal setup. You get a brake, a, a clutch, a gas pedal, um, and, and they're both pl- what we call plug and play. So you, you stick a USB cord into the computer and start your SIM and off you go. It's super simple. Well, there we go. Cause that's our next spot. So now we need a computer. I say, do I got to have a, com- yeah, a computer yeah. for this? And when it comes to you for computers, Cam, you're struggling to begin with. So nonetheless, <laughs> you're, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. we need a, we need a solid computer. What are, what are you we do. looking to, what are we looking to acquire? realistically, realistically, you are going to probably spend a thousand dollars bare minimum on a computer. Now, let me say this. You go to iRacing's website and you can click on their minimum system requirements and, and it actually has a lot of this stuff. So they have the, the entry level. This is a great resource. iRacing's website, you go into membership system requirements and they list, um, they list steering wheel and pedal setups. They list game pads and joysticks. Yes, you can use an Xbox controller on iRacing. <laughs> I do not like it. It will ruin your experience. It's just not worth like 
you know, don't go to Starbucks for four weeks and save up the money. It's not, it's not worth it at all. It will ruin your experience. Um, there's a minimum system requirements for the computers. And I am here to tell you that the minimum system requirements are that they, they didn't overshoot. They are the bare minimum system requirements. It's if you want to run a single screen with the graphics dropped way low, it's going to look nothing like what you're watching on Fox Sports 1 and NBC Sports right now. Um, and you could buy a computer for $650 or $700 and do that. But that computer is going to be out of date in 12 months. And you're going to need to spend another $700 or $1,000 to keep up with the way that, the, you know, iRacing every 12 weeks releases what they call a new build. And it's a full update to the sim. They shut it down for four or five hours on a Tuesday and and update everything. And every time they do that, it becomes a little more taxing on older systems, a little more taxing on older systems. So it's better to spend the 1000 to 1500 on the computer up front. If, as long as you think that you're going to do it for, you know, you're going to give it a, a real serious effort, you know, maybe you're not going to be a professional and you're not going to have a $10,000 rig, but you think this is something you can get behind for, for more than three months, right? Then, then you want to spend that money. Otherwise you're, you're literally wasting your money. It's no different than, you know, with a race car, right? There, there are some spots where, you know, you're, you're an underfunded team. And so you can, you can use some used parts, right? But there, there are some things on a race car that you inherently do not want to use the cheapest part available on because it's just not worth what it's going to cost you down the road. And that's what a, that's what a minimum specs $700 computer is. It's something that is going to cause you more problems than it will help you. And so you're, in my opinion, a thousand to, you know, 13, 1500 deep. Um, and I always tell people, look for deals, right? Like, uh, there's no better time to get into iRacing than, than holidays because things go on, you know, Black Friday, I mean, my Lord, you could build a, you could build a bitch and setup for half the price on Black Friday. It's amazing. If you're computer savvy, here's the other thing, right? So you're talking, I'm presuming you've got people who are racers. Maybe, maybe they're computer savvy, but they're not build my own computer savvy, right? So if you yeah, can build, me. if you can build your own computer, <laughs> you can knock, you can knock 250 to $300 off of those prices. If okay. you're capable of, of building your own computer and putting it together. Okay. All right. Let's go. That, that makes sense. So Let's go with let's go with computer monitors now. We gotta have monitors. Sure. And I think you I gotta do. I think you gotta have monitors, right? You don't. So I ran on one. So again, here I'm gonna show you what I'm at my desk and let me flip it back here. And this is where I in fact I'm gonna stand up so you guys can see literally how rudimentary my setup was as recently as a couple of months ago. Okay. So this is my desk in my office, and this is where I've raced. Um, since my freshman year at Arizona State University in 2011. And, and up until last year, I didn't even have this second monitor. I raced on one single monitor. It's a $200 monitor. And, and that's, because I got a, that's because I got a good monitor for my only monitor. Uh, this, is a, this is an Ikea desk. Cost me about 40 bucks. That's an Ikea chair. <laughs> I had a, the, like I talked about, the G29 wheel and pedal setup. And, uh, and that's how I raced for many, many years, um, on, on cheaper computers, uh, because I was not, I was not running a setup like this, which we can get to in a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so I was able to run it, you know, for much cheaper, uh, than, than you would expect. And so, uh, you know, you can get a, a one monitor setup 
and be plenty competitive and spend $150, $200 on a monitor. Okay. So what kind of size are we talking about though for the monitor? So I uh, mean, the, talking the, the, big, smallest you want, the, the smallest you want to go is 24. I always tell, you know, this is a 28. Um, if you're only going to run on one monitor, I, I say, I say shoot for 32, spend 250 instead of 200 and get a 32 inch, you know? Um, and, and that's just my, my take on it. The key with monitors is, uh, you, you want to be a little technical savvy. You want to look for things like refresh rate. So, uh, and, and response time, right? So you want, you want to have 144 megahertz on the refresh rate and you want to have a response time of five milliseconds or less. So in, in other words, you want a gaming monitor, you go to Amazon or new egg or B and H photo and video. And you look at monitors, you can sort them by gaming monitors. You do not want your run-of-the-mill Office Depot, Office Max, right. $80, $80 monitor gotcha. um, because the, the picture quality won't be good. And it will actually cause lag problems within the game to where you'll turn the wheel and the car will be late on screen turning because the monitor is trying to play catch up to what is actually happening. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, And, and by the way, if you have old TVs sitting around – not too old, but, but those work. If you have a, you know, if you have a flat screen HD LED HDR TV, you know, like a 32 inch and you upgraded your office or your living room or something, those work plenty good on a, on a basic level setup, plenty good. So if you have one of those sitting around or you got one in the shop or something you want to hook it up to, you can absolutely use, you know, a, a, a middle of the road. I mean, you don't want to go buy one of those new because that's, that's crazy expensive, right? It's, you know, four or $500 for, right. you know, flat screen HD TVs. But if you've got one already um, and, and you're willing to use it to tie it up, it's in your shop or your office or whatever, you can absolutely use your TV and it will be just fine if it's a, you know, a decent quality TV. Okay. All right. So now you've already sh- shown us and we'll tell the audience you didn't have a gaming seat you just had a regular office chair there that you I did in. yeah so yeah. now let let's say that we let's say that we want to have a gaming seat let's say we want to have a racing seat what but so, you know we, we don't have a rig though so i mean so you know how do we go about that is there a mount kit is there a certain seat mount kit that we can so, put our monitors on where are we going so play play seat is a company that makes a lot of entry level style, um, you know, uh, gaming seats and setups, uh, you know, they have, they have some things that are, you know, it's not, it's not a rig, so to speak, but you know, it, it has a deal with a chair and a wheel and a pedal mount, you know, Cameron talked about Mark Rebellis, the, 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 the photographer, NHRA and sports photographer. And, and I think that's what Mark has, or at least started with was, was a, a play seat setup. Um, you know, and you can, you can get, you know, play seat, they make office chairs and stuff as well. Um, but play seat, you can get, you know, target Walmart websites. Um, you know, you can get them online. Uh, the play seat evolution is a pretty entry level setup and it's $400. Um, there's a, a thing called the play seat challenge, which looks very uncomfortable to me. And so I probably wouldn't buy it and it's 280. Um, but you know, you can get something like the play seat evolution for 400. Um, and, and, and again, I, I, to me, that's overkill unless, uh, unless you're building, you know, like a, a real serious setup. Um, yeah. you know, it, I, I look at it as, um, uh, I was plenty comfortable running, you know, I raced in Daytona 24 hour races on iRacing, uh, w- you know, where we had five members on a team and ran the 24 hours of Daytona online and would be in the car for four and a half hours at a time. 
with no break, just like in real life. And I did it from this desk in this office chair. And I can't imagine that having the, you know, the, the three or $400, you know, racing chair setup right. would be, would be worth it at that point. To me, you might as well spend, uh, you know, that that's when I would say, just start saving, like give it a try with your, with your desk and chair. And if you really, really like it and you get into it and you find out, you, you know, you're good at it and it's something you really want to build something for, do what I did, create a plan, start saving. Um, it, it'll be, it'll be totally worth it. Because if you, if you go to that quote unquote middle level of setups, you, all you're going to do is fuel the fire even more because you're, you know, you're halfway to what you need. And, and that's a big waste, right? Like you, you don't want to be halfway to what you need, you know? So that, that's, that's kind of my take on that. If I was advising somebody, you know, start from the ground up, it would not be to go get a, a $300 racing, you know, chair setup deal. It's just not worth it. All right. So that makes sense. I mean, you know, I bought my first set of golf clubs that played against sports for 50 bucks, but you right. know, you know, so it's the try it out program. I got sure. you. All right. So let's talk about headsets. Let's talk about, yeah. you know, Mike, Mike, do I have to have a microphone? Do I have to have a headset? What you don't, um, you, you know, you need, you want audio speakers of some sort. You don't have to have a headset. You don't have to have a mic. There are uh, most private leagues, if you want to run a league, do require it for communication purposes. And they use an app called Discord, which is a free app to to communicate, you know, off the track and whatnot as well. Um, you know, I have I have two, you know, drastically different setups that I can show as examples here on this computer. Um, and I do some iRacing broadcasting. I, I And sometimes I use this headset if I'm over here. And this is a, a Turtle Beach P12. Um, and it's pretty comfortable and the sound quality on it is, uh, is pretty good. And I bought this mic, uh, four or five years ago for maybe 80 bucks. And if I look it up right now, I'm going to bet that it's much cheaper than that. Uh, and on Amazon, I can get a turtle beach, uh, P12. Uh, they're not really new anymore, but I can get a turtle beach recon 70 for 40 bucks. Nice. Um, you know, so okay. you're, you're 40 bucks for, in fact, that looks like it's, um, significantly more comfortable than even the one I just showed you for 40 bucks on Amazon, you know? So that's a, that's a minimal investment for something that I think goes a long way to be able to have, you know, the communication abilities in the race car with other drivers and whatnot. Um, you know, to have the headset sound, I think is, is a big deal as well, you know? And then conversely, uh, if I go over here and grab my setup on the rig, you know, and this is a hyper X, alpha cloud gaming headset. And this is, you know, this is more like, you know, the beats by Dre that looks like you're wearing over there or whatnot. You know, this is a, uh, hundred and I think 130 or $140 headset. Um, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate that I, I race, I race in an IndyCar league, um, that is sponsored by HyperX, And so they hooked all the drivers up this year, um, with, uh, with those headsets and nice. they are, they are phenomenal. <laughs> it is the nicest thing. I'm not saying that because they hooked us up. I'm telling you that, uh, you know, they don't, they don't hurt my ears. Uh, the sound quality is amazing. They're super comfortable. I barely notice that they're on, um, you know, so, I mean, you can, and there's plenty of other companies out there, you know, I'm not here to pitch one company in particular. There's plenty of companies that make high end hundred, 150, $200 headsets that you could buy if you wanted to, but 40 bucks on Amazon, if you want a headset and I yeah. highly recommend it. All right. So I, my math, I'm, I'm kind of hovering over here around three grand. I don't know. What do you got over there? Cam, have you been doing math? <laughs> I mean, right. I got, 
I got this uh, chicken scratch here. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much pretty close to that. Okay. I think you can. I think you if you have somewhere that you're going to set up already, you know, you have a desk that the wheel will mount to and you've got a chair you're comfortable in starting in that you can be uh, you can be ground up. I need a computer and everything for under two. I think the uh, biggest thing like for a guy like me is is the computer part. I mean, like right. I get I get the whole like, oh, I got to buy a steering wheel and pedals and then and, and, and some shit to do this. But like the computer part is where it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. You know? you know, and I was but, I'm computer savvy, but not when it comes to gaming. Like, sure. But I, I really think you can do it, you know, for for under two. Um, and 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 that that's finding the right deal on a computer, you know, getting a computer that, you know, doesn't cost you. You know, if you find one that's in the, you know, the thousand dollar range um, and, and I always point people, you know, Amazon's a great resource. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I like Newegg, Newegg.com, which most people are, are familiar with in, in the computer and tech world. Um, I like Newegg if you're if you're gaming computer shopping. Um, they have a lot of really nice pre-built systems uh, that come with good support. There's usually some pretty good deals. They, they rotate in and out, you know, and, um, you know, right now, you know, on there right now, for instance, I'm looking at a cyber power PC computer. And if I look over here at the specs real quick, um, it would run iRacing 25 for 970 bucks with free shipping. So, you know, and that computer is something that would last you, you know, for a couple of years. Um, it's not something that you can set up three monitors and run the graphics through the roof and stream and, you know, hook up a $2,000 steering wheel to, you know, but if, if you're talking about what we're talking about, entry level ground floor stuff, you know, there's some, there's some quality computers on new egg for in, in the nine fifty to 50, you know, $1,050 range that will do the job for you and will do it, you know, admirably for, you know, a couple of years. You, if, if this is the level you're looking to be at, can you spell that website? New egg, yeah, new, new egg, that's N E W E G G new egg.com. Okay. It is, uh, you know, people get weary of websites. They've not heard of. You can certainly, you know, do, do your research if you're not a, uh, you know, you're not a tech savvy person. Um, you know, but, uh, it is, it is a plenty reputable, uh, organization. It's been around a long, long time. I've been buying stuff from them for a decade, you know, uh, in fact, a uh, computer that just popped across my screen right here uh, is an Asus computer, which is a plenty reputable ban- uh, brand, and uh, it's on sale right now for $779, and it would absolutely do the job for you. Okay. One monitor setup like we talked about, but which is why I say, you know, I, I think really you could realistically do this for, you know, $1,500 to $2,000 if, if, if you're smart about what you're shopping for, Okay. You know? All right, so we're let, let's say we're at two grand. Now our audience is not going to be able to see the rig that you're going to have, so we're going to describe it okay. that, that you're up to now. But we're going to call this like out of reach for most of us. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's what, that sucker one more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's can, talk about uh, first off, how much money do we have invested in this rig? Okay, so I'm going to preface this with saying that I absolutely did not spend all of my own money on this, um, you know. But I will walk you through retail retail pricing on all of this stuff. Um, so what I have over here, um, and we can start with just the chassis. So this is an R seat S1 chassis. 
our seat is a company out of, uh, I believe, Belgium that builds racing chassis. Um, in my opinion, it's the best bang for your buck for, um, you know, like high quality sim chassis. Now, there's a lot sure of I saw this thing on Instagram. You might have. Now, <laughs> I'm just, now there's, I'm just there's, there's a there's a lot of things. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that make uh, what they call eighty twenty chassis. Eighty twenty is a is an aluminum setup. It's kind of like adult Legos. They don't look aesthetically pleasing, but they certainly do the job. And you can get one of those for you know eight or nine hundred dollars. Uh, this setup that I have here, the RCS one, I have every attachment that it comes with. Um, and the rig plus the triple monitor stand uh, shift was just short of $2,000. And th- that's no hardware. We're talking about uh, we basically yeah. built Dang. we ba- <laughs> we basically built the uh, basically built the chassis of a race car uh, for $2,000 in my office. So, um, you know, and it's got a keyboard tray. And over here it has a shifter mount. Uh, and up here is a, a spot where my headset's hanging right now. And again, I know most people can't see this. Um, I think I have a picture and if not, I'll put one on before this, uh, everybody sees this on, uh, on my Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram's Jason Galvin 42 and I'll tweet them at Jason underscore Galvin. People can see all this stuff, you know? So right here, this is, uh, this will have at some point uh, a button box right here, just like you know Don probably has in his top sportsman car with uh, you know uh, ignition and starter switch and rotary dials and buttons. And this will have a little tiny screen that will have my telemetry on it here at some point. Um, over here is a, a keyboard and mouse tray that you know it swivels out. I can I can pull it out and move it over and set it up you know right in front of me as I'm sitting down. The seat slides back and forth. I can mount it at different angles uh, down here. Uh, you know, to, to how I want to sit. The pedal tray down there also slides in and out. The uh, steering setup right here is completely adjustable up, down, in, out. So I can pretty much, you know, I have this deal set up how I used to sit in uh, in my stock cars. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty tight to the wheel. Um, my legs are pretty stretched out and, and, you know, that's what I'm comfortable with. So, so that's how I have it set up. We're, we're both sitting here. We're drooling. Our chins are on (laughs) the ground. So uh... (laughs) so tell us, tell us if we had to go out so we can tell the audience, tell us, tell the audience what we would have invested for that set, that rig right there. So just, just the chassis is, like I said, a shipped from Belgium is, is just short of $2,000. So there's, that's no. That's no equipment. So we're not talking about monitors, steering wheel, pedals, computer. We're talking about just a seat and, and the trays and whatnot. Uh, the computer that's down there uh, is, is a home-built computer. Um, my, my buddy Dustin Wardlow helped me build it. Um, and, and that computer will haul the mail. Uh, you know, it lights up and everything on the yeah, side. Say, nice good and, God. It yeah, looks like nice. Santa Claus. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's not, it's nice. It's nice and pretty. Um, and, uh, and it will run all three of these monitors at full HD, you know, screaming capacity with the graphics through the roof. Um, you know, that, that computer has probably 20, 24 to $2,500 into it. And again, that's custom built by me and a buddy. So there's no labor. You know, if you want to build that pre-built, you're probably looking closer to 3000. Uh, the monitors are, oh, we're at five ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Right. For right. Those at the home. monitors, the, the monitors are uh, 2k, uh, 165 Hertz, 166 Hertz, um, HD monitors. 
their uh, MSI monitors, they're, I think, 320 a piece. So you're at 1000 for the monitors uh, alone. Um, and so, those are probably going, there's a 27 inches. Those are probably going away. Uh, I think we're going to get 32 inch curved monitors here at some point, uh, to, to complete this deal. Uh, the shifter that I have is a Thrustmaster aftermarket shifter. Um, I actually, this is actually, I think probably the best value on the rig. Um, and one of the best values in all of sim racing. So it's an H pattern shifter. It's got seven speeds, um, pull it up there. It's got seven speeds in a reverse. So eight slots. Uh, but what's really cool about this shifter is uh, the, the metal plate here comes off and another one goes on. And then this whole piece rotates 90 degrees and it turns into a sequential shifter as well. It takes oh, like cool. 90 seconds oh, to nice. do. So, um, and all the parts in it are metal, you know, the casings plastic on the outside, but this is metal, everything inside of it's metal, super sturdy, very reliable uh, plugs right into your computer via USB cable. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to set up, um, and that's uh, about one hundred and forty dollars, if I recall, on uh, on Amazon. So we're creeping so towards seven grand. I think that's the best deal. Um, well, we haven't even said the steering wheel or the pedals yet. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was I was getting there. So uh, the pedals, we'll, we'll save the steering wheel for last here. Uh, we talked about the headset. You know, that's a $120 headset. Um, the keyboard and mouse are nothing special. Although this is cool. I didn't know this existed until I bought it. Uh, Log Logitech makes a wireless keyboard that is solar powered, so it doesn't require batteries. It runs nice. off of any, and, any light. So my light in the uh, ceiling here uh, constantly charges it. So here are my pedals. These are from a company called Fanatec, F-A-N-A-T-E-C. Um, these are their version 3 inverted pedals inverted because as you see the clutch he inverted break. yeah <laughs> he exactly the bird. yeah he was flipping the boat which i've done plenty of times uh you know so the clutch and brake are hanging they also make ones where they stand up from the bottom these are what i would call um top of the line sportsman equipment so they make pedals uh that are uh you know fifteen hundred dollars just for the pedals uh, HPP oh my and god HPP and <laughs> HPP and Husinkville build uh, both build pedal setups that are about fifteen hundred dollars, and all three of those are are hydraulically powered pedals. Um, this is not quite to that level. Uh, this is a a five hundred dollar uh, pedal setup here, just for the pedals. Um, and again, I know if that you want to step on them, that's going to be another three grand. <laughs> right. Well, as I say, so people at home can't see it, but for you guys, and people can go online and look these up again. Fanatic. Club Sport uh, inverted pedals here, uh, you know. So the the gas pedal, you can you know, Cameron, you can see, you guys can both see, uh, it, it's pretty stiff, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm having to put some pressure into that. The clutch pedal, at, literally, it has some throw. Like see, I get to the bottom there, and it just shoots down, and then you know, it it grabs like a real clutch pedal. Um, and the brake, and this is where it gets, you know, when I say top of the line, you know, kind of sportsman kind of pedals. This is what a lot of the Pro Series guys use in iRacing racing is these type of pedals. Uh, they have what's called a load cell in the brake, and um, and so Holy the brake the brake has the brake has pressure, you know, so it moves pretty easy there. But the farther down I push, the more pressure it gets, and I can adjust that strength so that it you know it simulates uh, pushing back on me like a real race car. Now again, they make fifteen hundred dollar pedals where it will actually push back on you because it's hydraulically powered. This is kind of simulating that, but um, it it can be a big difference in, you know, how fast you are, especially on road courses, you know, having, having the right pedal set up for sure. And then, uh, you know, so again, so that's we're five or $600 for those pedals. Um, and then, uh, and then the wheel, <laughs> which 
again, this is where I preface. I did not pay for everything on here, and that includes the wheel. Um, this is a uh, Sim Experience AccuForce version two wheel, um, and this is a what they call direct drive wheel. So um, let me see how I can do this here uh, with one hand, and then make this part through because it's got a quick release on it. Putting the iPad down, popping that back. So there you go. So uh, this is a this is what the the wheel hub alone looks like, and as you see, it's got a quick release on it, uh, just like most race cars that you would see. And that's a direct drive setup inside. So down in there um, is literally like a steering shaft. Think of it as a drive shaft coming off the rear end of a race car. Wow. Um, and and so you've now remember how I talked earlier about basic setups and gears versus uh, belt. a belt setups. Right. So this right. has neither. This is a motor turning a shaft, a steel shaft, and um, it is as realistic as you can get without driving a race car. There's nothing more advanced. There's several different companies that make them. You can spend anywhere from eleven or twelve hundred dollars to two or three thousand dollars, but you're really getting the same thing. Um, and that's and that's just for that motor right there. So what I love about the Sim Experience setup, I think it's the best value out there. I think this entire setup is twelve ninety nine. You can get it on Black Friday for eight eight hundred ninety nine dollars or nine ninety nine, and it comes with the wheel. Most of these setups don't come with a wheel, so that's another three or four hundred dollars per wheel. Oh I also I, I also have a you know I also have a uh, Formula style wheel like an IndyCar style wheel that is on its way from uh, a manufacturer in Poland right now. That's another four hundred dollars um, for that you know and this you know like I said it pops on like a like a real you know quick release here dude this a, thing is legit a, uh, it's center itself we have to have photos we gotta we yeah. gotta share with our audience yeah. well, here's the here's the extra quick release for the uh, for the formula wheel so um you know and and that deal is you know here just and just real quick I'll just do it for uh, for audio you know for the audio purposes of things here because I can turn this on and off with with an app uh, because I have it plugged into a smart socket just for the wheel. But you'll hear, watch when I turn it off, and I turn it back on, it will recalibrate, and you'll hear it start up in the kind of the grinding of the gears. And uh, at, not, not the gears, but the grinding of the wheels as it calibrates, and you'll see how quick it spins, and I think it's probably going to catch both of you off guard. So here it is. Jeez! Hello. Yeah. So that just Whoa. did like that just did like four full rotations in what a second. Um, oh wow! You know, so that's that's uh that's that's the real bread and butter of this setup, so to speak. You know that, and that's where that's where when you start talking about you know professional eye racers, um, that that's where that type of equipment you know kind of plays a, a big role uh, in that stuff. And I'm I'm so we're ten G's here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it's Easy. safe to say that this entire this entire setup that I have at at uh, at retail value is probably a ten thousand dollars setup, yeah. And that's no motion, you know. Um, I have another deal that you can't see that's mounted to the bottom of the seat called a butt kicker, uh, and it and it vibrates. It, it'll make the seat vibrate, you know. So if I hit curbs, 
it'll vibrate. If I start to spin, I'll feel the chatting of the tires, you know, as it's, as the car's breaking free. Nice. Wow. Butt kick, a butt kicker That's is like, cool. butt kicker is like 140 or $150, I think. Um, they're a, a sponsor of, of the IndyCar series. That's, a, the dro- series. that's a drop in the bucket, 140 bucks. Yeah, that, may, that may very Jeez. well be the cheapest thing that he showed us. Uh, yeah, that or the shifter. Yeah. That or the shifter. All for right. Sure. Well, Jason, you've given us, uh, given our audience the the bottom basement, the bracket racing version. <laughs> right? And uh, I think we've got the pro organization uh, version there that's sitting in your room. Yeah, so, I think it's probably it's probably safe to say that we, uh, you know, we went step by step over building a uh, stock eliminator car. And, uh, and then and then what I have here is more like your top sportsman car behind you there. Doc. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, and then and then there there are some people out there who have Cam's top fuel car. Uh, and you don't want to know what that costs. No, so. yeah, no. dude. Like, like I said, these, these things are. I saw some of the stuff on Instagram, and I was like croaking, like fifty grand. The, like the, get out the of here. motion, the motion rigs are, uh, you know, okay. So the wheel, I said, is a Sim Experience AccuForce, and Sim Experience sells uh, a motion simulator. And I'm on their website here, and so I'll pull it up, and uh, their stage four motion simulator. I'm not sure if stage four or stage one's the bigger one, but I'm just going to click on stage four for assuming that it's the bigger one. May even end up being the smaller one for all that we know here. Uh, their stage four simulator is. Oh, no, that's going to be the big one. <laughs> uh, no, that's the small one. Sorry. That's six grand just for motion. And that's the small one. Um, and that's like the that's the bottom of the barrel. Um you know, as far as motion goes, uh, and there's yeah. some companies in like North Carolina. Um, I'm trying to think there's SimSeat, I believe is one of them. Yeah. And, they, uh, that message yeah, think, group gave me a bunch of different, uh, oh, Sim companies. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, Sim, I, SimSeat's out of Richmond. Okay, here you go. SimSeat's out of Richmond and they sell a motion package for 35,475. <gasps> that is and they the, do take, and they do take Visa, MasterCard and Discover. I bet they do. <laughs> oh, good. Of which you might take three. Yeah, do they take organs? (laughs) What's the interest rate on the financing options for this? And they take PayPal, so you get six months zero percent. Yeah, do they? Do do they have Ally Financial as a sponsor? Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, Cam, uh, what's 35,000? Is that like a short block for you guys? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That is it. Well, Jason, we appreciate you taking time out and coming on yeah, and, and educating oh, and sharing. Cool. Um, hopefully, we've, we've helped for those that may, like I said, just have the uncertainty uh, aspect of getting into iRacing. But we cannot let you leave our show without hammering you down with the two things that we ask all of our guests as they leave the first one is you get to send one christmas card to one person in motorsports alive or dead it does not matter who are you sending it to oh alive or dead doesn't matter but you only get one tom McEwen. bam that's awesome tom tom McEwen made 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 our uh Made our family's most important moment. It's going to Tom McEwen. Man, that's that's a guy that you. I wouldn't mind just sitting around and listening to talk and tell stories. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Last, last but not least, you get to send one WTF card to one person in motorsports. Who are you sending it to? Oh. Uh, boy, I guess there's a 
there's there's an easy answer to that right now, but uh, uh, I guess uh, historically we're sending one WTF card to one person in motorsports. You get to pick one person and send a WTF card. Man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Boy, I wasn't ready for you to put me on the spot on that one. Oh, man. Uh, Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one WTF card to one person in motorsports. Milka Duno. Who? Why? Yeah. Milka Duno. Exactly. Milka Duno. Milka Duno was a, was a ride by an Indy car driver who, uh, who, who married a rich oil man in Venezuela, I believe it was. And uh, there's a famous video out there of her and Danica Patrick at Mid-Ohio getting into it where Danica lights her up. It's got nothing to do with her being a woman. Lord knows that I'm as supportive as anybody over women driving race cars. But that woman did not deserve to be in a 230-mile-an-hour Indy car at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And why you would have that sort of death wish when you're totally unqualified to do that, I don't know. So I'd probably send it to her. I always, I always felt <laughs> like she was, always felt like she was putting everybody else's life in danger when she was on the racetrack. Milkaduno. Cam, you know Milkaduno is? No, no. See, drag racers, man. Yeah, it's because yeah. I, I, I love. Because I I do love IndyCar, and I. And I yeah, I have to apologize. I, I, my connection was lost, so I, I, I just came in on the tail end of that. But yeah. I'm assuming we're talking about the the cards, that was, right? That was the WTF. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. The yeah, Christmas yeah. card. The Christmas card was Mongoose because of what he did. Oh, nice you know, for, there you for, go. for our family and racing, and uh, yeah, and the WTF would have would have been milk. I had to think about Milka for a while there, you know, for hmm. for a for a long, long time. I had to think about that one there. I like well, it. Well, you know. Well, I could have sent a WTF to Cam for uh, for not for not being more social media savvy at the at the World Finals last year, but <laughs> the World Finals. Cam has been Cam had a chance to Cam had a chance to get his Twitter verified and everything there, and he let yes, it all he out. did. <laughs> he was yeah. Uh, look, I, Jack, I did my best, but I, you know. Hold on, I can honestly tell you, uh, I he, his phone went dead, and I was messaging his wife because I'm like, why, why are we, we why are we not worldwide right now? I, I mean, why are we not worldwide? Yeah, yeah, that was your chance. Gotta love that that trending. Yep, that uh, claim to fame right there. Yeah. Yep, That's everybody's it. got one, you know. Everybody's hey, got one, you know. That, that is true. Oh, that for is sure. True. For sure. Well, Jason, <laughs> thank you for taking some time out of your very of open course, schedule to spend some yes, time with us. And uh, you're always welcome back. And uh, if we get that. questions and stuff. Let our listeners know where to come find the iRacing expert. Yeah, sure. Uh, you guys come at me on Twitter at Jason underscore Galvin. Um, Instagram is Jason Galvin 42. Um, I, I have a, a pretty public Facebook profile and a Facebook page as well. And uh, I'm generally pretty accepting of anybody from the racing world. So I don't mind answering questions at all. Um, I, I have a website as well. Jason Galvin, uh, Jason Galvin, uh, I got like four different links that lead to it, but, uh, Jason Galvin, uh, announcer.com, Jason Galvin, broadcasting.com, Jason Galvin, racing.com. I think 
all go to the same spot, but you can find me uh, on the website as well. And it's got a link to an email and whatnot. We're so. talking about getting verified over here. Listen, to this guy's got no. more, well, more websites than we know what to do with. I don't know about I, like I, it. I just, I, I just bought them all in college and, and kept so them when all you know you're stuff. famous. You yeah. Know. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No. And I certainly, I, you know, I don't mind answering questions like you guys, you know, like we said earlier, um, you know, I, I talked about the seriousness part of it and that's what drew me in. Um, but you know, I, I hope that no, I hope that's what does too. for me. Yeah. But uh, I hope there's a lot of people out there who, who, um, you know, who maybe were on the fence and, and are, and are willing to give it a try. Um, cause to me, it's been uh, one of the most gratifying things of, of my entire life. You know, um, I we didn't talk about my racing on there much, but I race in a league called the Lionheart Racing Series, um, and LionheartRacingSeries.com is their website, and their races are live broadcast um, uh, on the web, and we're, we've got you know literally tens of thousands of dollars worth of sponsorship between an IndyCar car and a classic IndyCar car series. Um, Sage Karam races with us, real life IndyCar uh-huh. driver races in our league. They're using our setups right now in the, uh, in the IndyCar series on NBC Sports. It's a fixed setup league. Uh, I stumbled upon them like six years ago. They were still kind of growing. And uh, every summer, we all fly to the Midwest and meet up at Iowa at the IndyCar race. Last year, we had like 40 people. Um, you know, And some of my best friends in life have come from that league. And they're people I talk to all day, every day about different things. Um, and to me, that's, that's what's cool about uh, first off the society that we live in now that, that you have the ability to find some lifelong friends like that. Um, but also, uh, what I racing has, has brought to me and my life and to my family. And that is, uh, literally some of my best friends in the whole world. Um, and, and a wealth of memories from trips that we've taken to races together and, and hanging out. So I, I really, um, I can't, I can't say enough. I hope that if people are out there and they were on the fence, that they look at, um, you know, maybe finding kind of the bare bones way to at least give it a shot. Cause I think that you guys might find uh, that, that it's, it's, it can be something pretty gratifying and pretty rewarding. No, that's badass. I'll be over later in the week to, you know, jump Dude, into that rig. <laughs> short drive up to five 99 to white. Hell yeah. I'll see you the here. Five. Oh my God. Yeah. Here we he go. Shit that's we're, that's you know, interesting. Five. five. Yeah. Interstate. Oh yeah. He calls it the four Oh five, yeah. the five. <laughs> Yeah, get that, the 405. Yeah. Get the F mm-hmm. out of here. <laughs> hell, hell, I bet you right now it'll probably take me like 40 minutes to get there. I was going to say, you could be here pretty darn quick. Yeah. 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 Darn quick. Mission essential letter to go get in the racing sim. Just yeah. saying. Hey, you know, Kern County's, not on, Kern, Kern County's not on full lockdown like LA County. So. Oh, God. Well, Jason, thank you very much. I hope Thanks, that guys. the next time I see you, it's at a racetrack and not on my Skype account. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me too. All right. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Thanks guys. Cam, it's always cool to get some insight, especially when we're out here trying to be more creative about what goes on in motorsports. And uh, he definitely uh, opened my eyes on a lot of the rankings and the ratings and so forth. The money I knew was there because I was so confused and baffled when I made a comment on in a message board. I'm like, what do I need? And oh, my God, I was overwhelmed. Uh, I was yeah. thinking I only needed a couple things and I could get started. And I was like, we got We got to figure this out. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I, he's a super cool guy in general and uh, it was cool for him to come on and, uh, and explain a lot of that stuff. So, um, we greatly appreciate him and all of his knowledge and hopefully we can, you know, paddle him out here one of these days, uh, after I cash in all my aluminum cans and sell a few things, but, uh, dude, you know, I'm like, I do, I do appreciate 
everybody uh, for for uh, coming on and you know thank you to uh, motion race works and uh lb trailer sales and uh, voice america for uh, producing the show and you know brian and jt and everything and uh you know go buy yourself a t-shirt so maybe we can buy a racers and rental car simulator at racers and rental cars.com so absolutely thank you guys. we appreciate it we're bored we want to go race simulator so um buy a t-shirt and they might be just on a delayed shipping uh we apologize for that because our printer is not working right now um, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> See you. Later.